for after truth? I'm more of a chaser, really. I've discovered along the way that happiness, you, have, you live in two worlds here. Happiness is pleasure and happiness is joy. Pleasure is short-lived. Joy is a thing that doesn't go as high as pleasure, but it stays with you. Welcome to Chaser After Truth. I'm your host, Alejo Enriquez. I started Victoria Quidditch in 2015 when I moved to Victoria for um, for the, the job that I got at uh, Victoria College as a biology professor. And I got uh, some people playing right away. And uh, over time, we managed to grow. But uh, we had a couple setbacks. Uh, Hurricane Harvey um, really hit us really hard. Actually, that's kind of what... Uh, took us down and we never really fully recovered and had a team after that and so I have a lot of experience with running really small practices and actually one thing that's coming out at the same time as this episode is um, the Victoria Quidditch Guide to Small Practices that I'm writing by request um, because uh, running small practices is very different from running a big practice but the other thing that happened uh, especially in the summers, but it really happened all the time, was that sometimes I'd be the only person there at practice. And at some point I realized, oh, wait a minute, I have I have a black belt in Shotokan Karate, which you can practice on your own. I actually practice karate on my own sometimes. I reasoned, can't I just practice Quidditch on my own? And so I would develop some uh, things I could get better at all by myself, handling the ball, making different kinds of shots and um, developing speed, power, uh, foot movement, all kinds of things. But one thing I noticed was that when I went in with the expectation that I could get better all by myself, I was able to get better, but I wasn't really happy doing it. I wasn't, I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like, I mean, it was a little bit gratifying to be in a little bit better shape to have more stamina and more strength and speed. But the whole point of Quidditch is that it's a team sport and human brains light up when they look at another human and another human's behavior. We're not really, we are social animals. We're social creatures in that we depend on having that feedback from another person in order to really feel fulfilled. Now, of course, that's not literally true of everyone. There are, uh, there do exist people who for whom that is not the case. But uh, anyone who's playing Quidditch, I would think, is, is definitely likes being around other people, or at least tolerates it enough to get to play the sport, because the sport's fun, one way or another. I'm really less social than than a lot of people. I, honestly, the, the pandemic really didn't affect me as much as it affected a lot of people, because I can just sit and work on computer code uh, or teach into a camera all the time. And I was pretty, you know, it wasn't as easy as, as what I was doing before, but it was fine. And I think that's not true for a lot of people. You know what they say, check on your, your extroverted friends during the pandemic. They are not okay. Um, so I was okay. I was fine. And so it, it seemed weird to me that I couldn't just just practice Quidditch on my own and, and get satisfaction from it. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more it made sense that we are he- I'm a human being and I like it or not, whether it's easy or not, still derive some kind of meaning from other people. 
Uh, it would be more convenient if that weren't the case, but it is. It's just a fact. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And, and I think that one of the reasons why that is is that people are inherently interesting. They're inherently unpredictable. You don't know exactly what they're going to say or do. Even if you like generally know them, even if you trust them, like it's still not 100%. You can't actively predict every single thing they're going to do at every moment because you're not in their head. You're in your own head. They're in their head. And this is also, by the way, why when an introvert says that being around you is like being alone, that's an enormous compliment because it means they're not dedicating as much energy or maybe no energy at all to wondering what you're going to do, what you're thinking, predicting what you're about to do. Um, so if anyone ever says that to you, you know, you gotta, hopefully you'll know to take it the right way. Um, and so this, this fact that humans are distracting and take up your energy is actually a good thing because our brain has a pain center and it lights up anytime we're in physical pain. Also when we're in emotional discomfort, other things like that. And so when you're exercising, you're, you're putting your body in physical pain. It, it, even a very mild discomfort of of you know of running is is going to be really hard to do if there's no one around to distract you there's no goal to distract you and then actually some people really do like to exercise all by themselves they like to go on a run they're they're getting endorphin rush or they're feeling validation working towards their goal or other things like that um, but this is a quidditch podcast and so the um, I would guess that a lot of Quidditch players are interpersonally motivated, and when you're when you're pushing yourself, when you're breathing hard and your muscles are aching, creaking, having other people is what makes it worth it. They distract you from the pain that you're feeling. You have to have a good now. Now it is true. I will say this right now: being able to push through pain is important skill. This is a big part of why a college degree is such a big deal. And a graduate degree and a JD and a PhD are are really big deals because someone gave you a whole ton of work and if you just reacted to your pain by avoiding it, which we all humans naturally do, we naturally avoid pain, but if you do that too much, you cannot get a college degree because you have to sit through and power through your writing your essays or reading the books or doing the laboratory experiments or whatever it is you got your degree in. It's not possible to do that and be comfortable. So you learn to live with discomfort. But you have to have a balance of discomfort. And everyone's is different. So some people experience more or less discomfort from different things. And some people have a higher or lower tolerance for different kinds of discomfort. I know some people who have very high pain tolerances, but they have a very low emotional uh, discomfort tolerance and they'll rapidly avoid uh, having conversations that are uncomfortable and it's so interesting to see that everyone's different in each of the, in there's when we say everyone's different we really mean it because there's so many different ways to be but it, and so one, one thing I want to talk about briefly here is that I had developed a whole bunch of of activities for how to train on your own and and I'm going to share a few of them. I have. I include some of them in the links in the show notes, uh, and the, obviously you can guess what the drill of the week is going to be. But I also want to highlight that just because I said, "Hey, there's all these drills you can do by yourself or just with a partner," that doesn't automatically mean I think you should be able to do them. Because there is a decent chance that 
you are very interpersonally motivated, you the listener, whoever you are, pleased to meet you. And it's just really tough to get yourself to motivate yourself to go out there and sweat without someone to balance ideas off, someone to distract you, someone to take your mind off the pain in your body. And an interesting, actually one insight I got into this was that um, I went uh, to the gym a few times with my uh, then girlfriend, now wife. And, um, we, you know, she would be on the elliptical and I would do like the treadmill or whatever. And I was like, eh, this is, this kind of sucks. I don't like the gym. And one time we got on the, the stair mat, they got some stair masters and I was like, Hey, let's do the stair master together. She's like, yeah, sounds good. And right away, immediately, she was like, I immediately regret this decision. This is awful. I hate the stair master. No, maybe some of it, she wasn't used to it. You know, her hip flexors weren't strong enough. But then there was another part, I asked her about it later, and she said, oh, I couldn't get into a rhythm, I couldn't get into the zone. I had to think about every step I took. I had to place my foot just right to be careful on the Stairmaster. And I realized that I was, that was me with everything. That was me on the treadmill, on the Stairmaster, on the, even on the elliptical. Like, I'm so cognizant of my feet, of my pace, of everything. I can't just zone out and come out of my body and watch whatever's on my phone or on the tv it doesn't work like that for me and my guess is that people that go to the gym regularly they can more easily come out of their own body ignore the pain the discomfort just kind of go through the motions and, and their mind can go somewhere else or they they it doesn't hurt them or they like that discomfort it feels good to them everyone's different i don't know so when i say hey here's a bunch of quidditch drills you can do on your own you know, I do recommend you try it because you never know. But there's a decent chance that you're going to say, well, I don't know, I don't think so. Or you're going to try it and you're like, well, that was the worst day of my life. I'm never going to do that again. And recognizing in yourself, this is one, one case where, because often when we seek truth or we're chasing truth, we should say, you're trying to find the, the thing that's true of everyone. But this is a great opportunity to chase a truth that everyone's different. And some people are going to be able to do solo Quidditch training and some people are not. And maybe you already know on listening to this if you are or not. And I'll provide resources to people who are, but I'm encouraging everyone to recognize that some people can train alone uh, and some people can't. It just doesn't it doesn't sit right with your body and your mind. And that's okay. Luckily, now the COVID's kind of starting to be over. Please get your vaccine, folks. Uh, that means that we can uh, go back to actually being in groups and playing Quidditch in groups again. So, uh, you know, the, the the time of the solo training is coming to a, to an end for many of us, thank goodness. But as an interesting insight I wanted to share, uh, just based on how our, the human brain works. This is the drill this of the week. This is the drill of the week. Drill of the week. So, obviously, there's a ton of different drills you can do on your own. So, this drill of the week is to... One thing that also really helps is varying things. Like if I just say, okay, I'm going to do 100 push-ups. Like my brain's really going to see like, oh, man, I've only done 30 push-ups. I have 70 more. This is the worst. So like uh, the diversity, getting to mix things up really helps. So the drill of the week is uh, a, a circuit. What you do is you take 10 activities that you can either do. If you're doing it with a partner, you pick 10 partner activities or you can pick 10 solo activities, and they can be as simple uh, for, for solo things like push-ups and sit-ups. But there's also, you can do things where you can do wall beats, throwing dodgeballs against a wall. 
Uh, you can do cone drills where you're trying to change direction, build lateral agility and speed. Um, you know, you, there's uh, various ball activities where you can just throw the quaffle high in the air and catch it. Any kind of, just pick 10 things. What, what I recommend, use whatever resources you have. I recommend writing down 10 of them on index cards. And uh, if it's a windy day, you can um, get like uh, get like clothespins or binder clips and clip them to something like extra brooms. Uh, just whatever, you know, so you can put them around the, the areas. May create, create 10 stations. The goal is to create 10 stations. And you cycle through these 10 stations. And if it's solo stations, you just do your your circuit of push-ups, sit-ups, whatever, uh, chaser drills, uh, beater drills, even you can even do some seeking stuff, empty-handed, just practicing the piston, just practicing lunges. Uh, some of these are things that, by the way, that's in the latest issue of the Journal of Brewmatic Sports, which has just been published recently as well. Uh, that's the back-to-school edition. So there's some, some handy things you can practice in there. So the idea is you want to keep things mixed up. You you want you don't want your brain to settle into a rut where all it's focusing on is your pain. You want some of it to be focused on, am I doing this right? Is this the right thing? What's next? What did I just do? How does this apply to the game? And that way you're kind of tricking yourself into working a little harder than maybe you could if all you were doing was the same drill for 10 minutes straight. Are you a seeker? A seeker after truth? I'm more of a chaser, really. And that is the end of this episode. Um, I just uh, plugged a couple things that I'm going to mention again. The Journal of Broom Mounted Sports at jbms.howtoplayquidditch.org is a peer-reviewed publication. I'm the editor-in-chief. And uh, we got some great issues uh, for the September 1st, 2021 edition, the back-to-school edition. Um, we got some great articles in there. And then uh, solo and partner training drills are on train.howtoplayquidditch.org, which I'll also include a link in the show notes. And lastly, I also run the uh, starter package for how, on how to let's package to how to play Quidditch.org, which includes the uh, recruitment guide and the small team practice guide, or small practice guide, I should say, uh, as well as a number of other valuable resources. So uh, yeah, those all those resources are available online, and uh, you can also uh, interact with this podcast at cat.howtoplayquidditch.org, and you can tweet at me at how to play quid. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.